Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about all of this week's Disney Plus originals, and we're also going to be going through some other news, including uh, Disney opening up a brand new studio in Canada, Bad Batch Season 2, and lots more. Um, but before we get into any of that, um, just a quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you go check us out over at whatsonatdisneyplus.com. You can also find us on uh, Twitter and Facebook, and we have a Facebook group with over 175,000 members, so make sure you you join that on there you can find this podcast on audio feeds and you can also find us on youtube as well there's a huge hello and thank you to all of our patrons and youtube channel members thank you very much for all of your support um this week we might look a little bit different i am trialing out some new software to see if we can improve it and the tweak it a little bit um because we're just um one of those things of what we like to do um but let's jump into it james so up first, let's talk about some of the news. So Star Wars The Bad Batch has been confirmed for a second season, just ahead of the penultimate episode, which dropped yesterday. Obviously, the finale coming up next week. Um, I think this is great news. I think it's exactly what we need. I think we often need these little announcements maybe before the show ends so people can get a bit more connected to the characters. What do you think of that news? Well, uh, it's going to agree. It's good to know about season renewals in advance because we've talked plenty of times especially with the hulu slash uh, uh star shows that are coming out on your side and you, you're watching them and it's like but we already know it's canceled at the end of the yeah. season and and you lose enthusiasm for it um i think star wars bad batch was a safe bet that it was going to get a second mm -hmm. season um i'm hoping that we'll get a bit of a clone wars rebels treatment here where this the first season was okay obviously we'll see if next week like really turns it around and makes it into must watch but i'm not particularly optimistic which isn't to say it's bad we'll talk about yeah. that when we get to the review but uh you know clone wars had such an incredible increase in quality after the first season let's hope bad batch gets the same yeah, it's been a bit of, bit of an up and down season. It's been a bit of an up and down season. Um, I'll be honest, this was one of those weird, you know, like you know, on that Friday morning drop, you get all the new stuff. And I was like, you know, and I went to love Victor first rather than the Bad Batch, even though it was a season. It did, um, I'd already seen Mysterious Benedict Society. So that would have been um, that would have been something I would have jumped straight into. But I was that feeling of going, hmm, my gut reaction wasn't to go straight to Bad Batch which, because um, I wasn't, like, I've not really been worried about spoilers the same way that we were, because, um, I mean, there's always someone that does a cameo, but it, it, I don't think it has quite the impact that, <laughs> on me that I think it's supposed to have. Um, <laughs> that's about it. No, but, I, yeah. I think I think that's been the story of the season. And yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. And we'll also talk about um, not being super excited for some of this week's offerings. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. not just that one. Oh, Yes, spoilers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so also this week uh, we had uh, official information on um, Doogie um, Hauser MD, the remake, is, which is um, called Doogie Kamikola. I still can't. I, I need to hear this actually mentioned. It's one of those weird things with this. Um, well, I think I need to have this show so I can hear it because I can't quite get my head around it. So it's going to be coming to Disney Plus on September the 8th. We're going to be getting new episodes every week. So there are 10 episodes. Um, stars Peyton Elizabeth Lee. Um, she stars as Doogie. She's in a hospital drama. Um, she's 16 year old. Her mum is also the boss of the hospital. Um, I remember the series because it came out when I was um, a kid. So I remember watching it. Um, nice to see we're getting the, the weekly treatment i thought after diary of a future president i was like okay well how are they going to go with this one um I'll, I'll give this one a go 
I've set in Hawaii, so that's a tick for me because I love Hawaii. Um, it's something new. You know, we'll give it a go. Um, but yeah, so this one's, yeah, but it's, I really do think that that, that name is kind of, a, a, it's a real funny one because it's like um, how that's going to work internationally and stuff um, and just in general of like, um, yeah, so I'm just going to refer to it probably as just Doogie MD. From now <laughs> I'm going I'm to take a stab at it. I, th I think it might be Kame Aloha. Yeah, because um, they they had to stick the aloha in there because yeah. it's it's yeah. uh, Hawaiian, Hawaiian and that's that's the one word of Hawaiian that, we know. Word that, <laughs> that most people know. Uh, and kame is used in a lot of uh, Hawaiian words, so yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, you did refer to it as a drama. I've got to say, from the the very very small amount of teaser images and the thirty second um, like intro, I I don't think this is going to be a drama. This is dramedy at best, uh, or not dramedy? Yeah, yeah, Co comedy drama. Um, I'm sure that the medical cases will be serious. Obviously, we're going to be dealing with with people, you know, having the worst days of their lives. But I suspect the tone is not drama. This is going to yeah. be leaning much more towards the uh, the comedy side. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of an odd one, isn't it? I think um, because also the in the intro that they've played. We can't really kind of get it. They call it a comedy of age dr drama dramia. So it's comedy Dram dramedy, dramedy. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna obviously see how that goes. Um, uh, yeah, we'll give it a go. I mean, it's not, you know nice to have something fresh, nice to have something different. Um, it is a kind of a reboot, but not really. A, it, it's it's going to be strange. I think we're just going to have to give this one um, a whirl and see how we get on with this one. Um, also, it was confirmed as well on the very same day on April. I'm sorry, not on April, on September okay. the eighth. Um, we're going to be getting in the UK. We're going to be getting American horror stories. Uh, we'll be getting uh, new episodes every week from that date, and also American Horror Story, the double feature one, will be dropping in October on Disney Plus UK. Um, so lots, lots of that. I know there's been we've been asked that constantly over the last few months because people have just been so excited about this series. So many people want to watch it. Um, so that's been great that that's now been finally confirmed. There's a lot of information also got released yesterday through Hulu. Um, they held um, at the uh, Television Critics Association. They announced a load of new stuff. We got a new trailer for the drop, the dropout, which is a new drama series. Uh, with Michael Keaton about the opium pr problem. Um, I actually I saw that trailer and that's so be even more so. I'm, I mean, that one starts in October. It's going to be weekly dropped on Hulu. I suspect it will be similar on Disney Plus internationally because it will be around as a star original. We also, there were some other, other bits about Only Murderers in the Building. That's going to be coming up at the end of this month, released internationally as a Disney Plus um, star original. I'm really looking forward to that one with Martin Short and Stephen. Um, Steve, Steve, Martin. Steve Martin. There's a lot yeah, of Steve Martin. Martin. Yeah, there's a lot, lot, lot of Martins in there, and Selena Gomez is in that one as well. They also announced some new uh, cooking shows and stuff. The Great is returning to the um, Hulu in the US. Won't be internationally because that's got distribution rights somewhere else. Kind of one of those weird things with Hulu. But we're really starting to, you know, when we're looking now at these Hulu shows that they're announcing, so many of them now are coming to Disney Plus as Star Wars, especially if they're being made by abc or 20th television you know or fx if they're done by those three brands we know they're going to end up um internationally on disney plus um yeah just it now we're paying much more attention to all of this because it just has such an impact on what we're getting on um, disney plus yeah um yeah and the, the real question of course is if they're going to be dropped in a timely manner 
uh, mm. alongside the American releases. Obviously, we're not expecting batch drops, which we continue to expect from the Whoa. drops, but they are doing that with the new um, the Diamola show. Oh, it's a TikTok family. They're doing eight episode drop in early early September. So we're getting the same as the Hulu. We're getting all eight episodes at once. Um, and they did it with Pride as well recently. They dropped all six episodes at once. So they've started toying with it. Um, I know a lot of the big series that are coming on the Hulu, they are doing the weekly drop as well. Um, they need to get this sorted, so we're getting them on the same day. Um, we're getting it with Only Murderers in the Building. Every Tuesday, we're going to get a new episode, the same as Hulu. Um, so that's good. That's what we need. I mean, it just makes sense to use the social media to you know, drive engagement on these shows of all having them, rather than what they've done with American Horror Stories, where it's like six weeks later. It's, you know, you've, they've, people have been, and even Love Victor, I mean, you know, we're we're watching it weekly, but obviously it came out back in June, so a lot of people were already like, "Well, you know, <laughs> it's like we're still only catching up." Yeah, and uh, honestly, it'll be interesting to see next week if I if I don't watch the finale alongside episode nine when that drops. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, so there's lots lots of stuff coming up. Um, also, this past week, um, it's just something I kind of noticed and I want to talk about. Um, there's been a lot of publicity about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is going to be coming to cinemas on uh, September the 3rd. Um, lots of trailers, lots of posters and stuff. And one thing I noticed was it, they've removed the word only from the descriptions. They still got the posters up saying in theaters and the, and the YouTube channel you know, still says in theaters. But there seems to, and I was like, going, and then you go back and look at the ones from earlier this year. They were, they had the word only in theaters. Now, Free Guy is coming to cinemas only. You know, they state that in the title, in this on the poster that it says that that's what's happening. Um, but I definitely feel like this is something to, to watch. Now, whether or not Disney are going to be, because originally back in May they said it was going to have a forty-five day theatrical window, and Free Guy is the same. Now, Free Guys is a bit of a different one because they can't really utilize Disney Plus for it because they can't use Disney Plus Premier Access because of the US having it go to HBO and then was off that way. So there's a problem in the US of why it, And so in some way, Free Guy is actually the perfect way of them being able to go, right, well, let's just test the waters, see how we do. Um, I think early reports are stating that it's doing about the same numbers as Jungle Cruise, which isn't good. <laughs> it's a kind of thing like, I know that's, yeah, it's, it'd be good if they had the extra 30, 40 million from Disney Plus, but they ain't going to If they only if they only hit Jungle Cruise levels, that's not good. You know, um, I think uh, Suicide Squad, um, we don't know where that's going to hit this year, this weekend with the box office, maybe 30, 40 million, but it's also available on HBO Max um, in the US. They are watching what's going on. You know, the Delta variant is causing problems. And there was, I think yesterday, one of the big chains had its big quarterly results. And I saw a few of the financial people going, uh, you guys are like glossing over the idea. <laughs> They're like, Delta Verit, we don't mention it. We're not, <laughs> we just not mention it. Uh, we don't want to talk about it. It's, it's not something that's happening. Everything's normal. Everything's okay. Um, there's a kind of thing that's going to be that interesting thing of, you know, is Disney going to pull the trigger on going to Premier Access because they need that, you know, that extra cut? I mean, you look at both Jungle Cruise and Black Widow, where we know officially what those numbers did you know they made up a third of the box office you know it's a big is the is the cinema going to make up that that um 30 percent and i don't know it's going to be hard um i we've got a quarterly financial results coming up um in a week's time if they're going to announce it to keep the stock price happy that'll be the day to do it 
there might not be any way to keep the stock price happy even the <laughs> last quarter, to be honest. But we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Yeah. Um, I am looking forward to seeing Free Guy, though. Uh, I'm planning on seeing it this week. And obviously, since it's not on Disney+, Plus, it will mm. definitely be in theaters. Uh, to, to be fair, let's not throw all the blame on Delta virus or Delta no. variant. Let's uh, let's throw some at those anti-vaxxers who are also delaying everything. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a, bit, a real strange one. I mean, it's like for me with Free Guy. Um, I really want to see it. This is such a me movie about video games. Ryan Reynolds instantly sold it. It's got me in. My problem is, um, like I've seen next week, we have. Um, we still have quarantine rules from ne- from till the end of next week. So after that, you don't have to quarantine if you're double vaccinated and you're test negative. But I've got a cruise coming up in like two weeks. So <laughs> like, I don't want to that kind of thing. Uh, do I just try to stay away from everyone for the next two weeks to make sure I get on a cruise? Because that's kind of like, because um, obviously if we, you test positive when you go on the cruise, you can't go on your cruise. So it's a little bit like, uh, do I risk it? It's like, oh, do I just wait? Um, so um, I might wait until after my cruise to kind of, um, there's only a few day cruise, but I mean, they're going around the UK. It's the only way we can get to Disney right now. <laughs> We're all out of the country. <laughs> so um, they, the Disney came to us and gave us a little floating uh, boat around. I mean, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see. I'm, I really want to see it. Um, Shang-Chi, if it is in theaters, I will go see it because I won't have to worry about it by then. But um, it's definitely, that's, but that's, isn't it? It's just like, it is in theaters, but I'm then like, oh, or what I, I there's a there's an if that's and I you know you never have to worry about that you never have to worry about you know, I don't want to be in this in that cinema and get a ping and but put into you know and that's something that we have to deal with over here in the UK you know and I'm sitting there with a mask on and all the rest of it because um while there's no legal requirement I, it's just it's just common sense um it's very difficult the things have been moving around I know like I think Paramount has put Clifford they've pushed that one back. The Green Knight got delayed here in the UK as well. They pushed that one back. You know, things are moving around, and I think they are very much worried looking at the numbers of this winter. Um, there's a lot of, like, is, is are some of these movies going to blink and move back? Um, obviously, Marvel are in that situation. They can't, but Black Widow has shown that they can kind of do the dual system. It's going to be interesting to see if we find out anything about this in this past week or whether or not they announced maybe the winter that they are going to carry on. Because that could be another thing coming up. You know, they could say, like, all our movies this winter or Premier Access. Because, I mean, they've only really got, what, Enchantico, Enchanto, whatever they call it, Eternals. Spider-Man won't count unless they've made a new deal with that one. Um, West Side Story can't do it. So there's only really a few movies. But I wouldn't be at all surprised if they did it. Yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see. And there's just mm. too many variables right now, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. We, we were hoping that by this time... Uh, things would have been sorted out, but yeah. Yes, it's def- definitely um, a little bit of a interesting situation with all of this. Now let's now shift gears over now to let's now talk about Night at the Museum. And we had an update this past week. Originally, this was announced at last year's Investors Day, but recently Sean Levy um, spoke with Collider and confirmed that it in, is in production. The production and the animated is a very different kind of process, and he's currently very actively hands-on producing it. He's seen two of the three acts in animation form, and it's somehow its own thing, but very loyal to the legacy of those characters. And it will be on Disney Plus in uh, 2022. So it has been pushed back a little bit, which is unfortunate. But um, for me, nice to have that kind of information out there now that we know it's not coming between now and Christmas, because it was getting like, well, we've got quite a few movies that they've announced that 
we've not seen yet. Um, but yeah, I do. F I'm looking. I you know I've liked the, the movie franchise, but it's it's another little delay. But it's not a huge surprise with everything going on. I still haven't seen any of the movies, live action or otherwise. Uh, I don't really have any connection to this. It's... Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of an old one because I I feel like it's it's more about for me of looking at this winter and thinking. Well, I think we've got Di Diary of a, of a Wimpy Kid and the Home Alone movie, and I think that's might be it for the movie side unless Disney have picked up a an extra movie or two. Um, so it's looking a little bit sparse on the movie side, which, I mean, they do look like they're kind of keeping everything back for, uh, like, holiday season, because we've had, what, uh, Howard and Her uh, Flora and Ulysses? I mean, if you take out Howard, because that's just a documentary, we've literally only had Flora and Ulysses and, and Luca. Those are the only two actual original movies we've had all year, which is a lot less than we had last year. To be fair, the quality is a bit higher than last year's were Pixar yeah. aside. So I'll, I'll take the yeah. quality over the quantity, but I'd like to have both. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of interesting how we, we seem to, just, you know, we haven't had those movies dropping. Um, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it just feels like they, you know, they, they just use up a lot. Maybe they, they just, again, just that, this is what I said earlier this year. We hadn't seen the effects of COVID on our what we were watching yet because everything that we were watching last year was still filmed pre-pandemic and now we've lost that you know where they lost that filming for six to eight months that's now we've been in that lull where we've not been getting those movies um it's been, not been so bad i think over the last few months because we've had like jungle cruise and cruella which kind of and raya which kind of helped like fill the gap of like you felt like those movies coming out <laughs> so they've kind of had that way of doing it but um, yes, it's been a bit of, bit of a thing. But speaking of them ramping up production, we also have had it confirmed that this past week, Disney have announced a brand new uh, studio that they're building in Vancouver. Um, it's going to be coming in 2022. And they're going to be working on the new Moana Disney Plus series. And they're also going to be working on feature-length quality series and special projects exclusively for Disney Plus. Um, they are still going to be making stuff at the Burbank, California one. That's still going to be the main one. They're currently working on like Baymax and Future, sorry, um, Zootopia Plus. And also interesting enough, it doesn't look like they're actually doing a lot of creative side of stuff at the new Vancouver studios because uh, story development, storyboarding, and product design for all the projects will still be based in Burbank. Um, they are starting to look for staff, which is good. And yeah, it'll be opening it again. It's just a happening a lot. They are opening up a studio pretty much just to make anim animated content for uh, Disney Plus. I mean, it's just like for me, I think this is great for a number of reasons. First off, you're reaching a new talent pool. You're going into Canada, having a different group of people, different people. You know, you're not going after the same cycle of people, and also it'll help keep the Canadian government happy. You know, they're creating content there. It creates jobs and a whole income and a whole society then up in Vancouver, which is a beautiful city, a beautiful area. And yeah, I think this is just a win, win, win all the way around. I mean, Vancouver has been setting itself up as like a, a mini Hollywood for quite a while now. Uh, it's been much bigger on the television side, but you can still find them. Uh, you can find Vancouver in a lot of movies if you know yeah. what to look for. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, this is going to be looking for animated 
uh, talent for the most part, but it would not surprise me in the slightest if they kind of branched the studio off into some live action stuff, probably television related. Uh, but you know, time will tell. And even if uh, they don't do live action, they'll be drawing from that talent pool of people who have been working mm. in Vancouver and doing movies and television shows up there for a while. So it's not like you know uh, they're coming in completely cold on this. The Vancouver is growing a lot mm. in the movies, and it's a great place to start up a studio. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's. I just think it's a win-win. I just think um, having everything in one area is not always the best thing because. You know, you're only really reaching that that point. Spread out, make it in different. Um, you know, you look at like Chippendale Park Life this week. You know, that's made in France. You know, it's just the idea of just of spreading it around. You get something different, and sometimes you get different input inputs and different ways of doing stuff. Um, but it, it kind of, in some ways, the creative side being pulled back just feel more like a farm. You know, it's like okay, we're just outsourcing all the all the hard stuff, <laughs> keep all the fun stuff in in Burbank. I mean, that is certainly something that could happen. Uh, mm. Not necessarily uh, the best out, uh, outcome of this. D- yeah. Well, they've it been doing it. Like, I mean, they do it a lot. I mean, there's a lot of shows and stuff that get shipped out to animation studios in like Asia and stuff as well to be done. You know, they do all the, all, all the, like, they have all the creative side and then said that they had to do a lot of the work and then kind of bring it back and like touch up and stuff. I think. I don't know if The Simpsons or something like that does that. That's a few things, but I don't know. Um, but generally, as a whole, definitely a great thing for them to be doing. Um, just spreading out and just more confidence in Disney+. Plus. I mean, you're kind of looking at, well, you couldn't, you should have done this like a couple of years ago, but now they've got faith in it. It feels, you know, they're at that point, right? Okay, we know that this thing works. Now <laughs> we, can, we can put some stuff into it. And I suspect we will find more of this happening as we go forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Expansion is normally a good thing. Yes. Let's now move on to, uh, let's talk about some of this week's uh, Disney Plus original stuff. Um, so there's been a lot of it out this week. Um, so let's first off, did you watch uh, Short Circuit? Did you watch the five the five shorts? I did. I, I checked them out. You talked about them last week, so we won't spend yeah. too much time yeah. on them. Uh, the second one, uh, Going Home, I think it was yeah. called, was far and away the best. Uh mm. Though I think that is also because we are in that that middle age group, I think younger groups aren't going to quite get this one yet. It'll yeah. grow on you as you get older. But that that is an emotional uh, gut. Yeah, I, I watched it again on uh, Wednesday morning because I'd, I'd already seen them in advance, and I, I thought, oh, you know, what? I'm going to fight. I just watch it in full. And then I got to the end of it, and I'm like tearing up again. I go, that that one just hits. I think it's that feeling of you know. I've, you know, like you say, you know, we're at that point now where we are seeing, you know, you just do see the differences when you go back home, and it just hits, you know, that feeling of your parents getting older and you know getting grayer and you know all of that kind of stuff, and you know, yeah, I mean, I I did remember watching it going, it's like, no, the dog, the dog, the dog, and then the dog went, the, the, and then they did the dad, oh wow, they really they went there, yeah. I mean they. Um, I mean, I did speak to Jacob and put up an interview earlier this week, who was director of it, and they they worked really hard on trying to get that that's just about right. And for me, I felt like that one was an incredible one. Um, what other ones kind of stood out for you of those ones? So, from a technicals perspective, the last one, uh, the name is is uh, escaping me right now, but it was the the blue creature and the red oh, the creature. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the cave, yeah. And then the green creature at the end. From a technical perspective, yeah. that was a beautiful piece. Um, mm. I don't, the music didn't really click with me so much, but uh, yeah. See, so the director said to that one that they took the music that they already they had the music and then they kind of 
um, animated to it. And actually, I didn't know it, but she told it me as well. They actually used the cave for Moana. That's actually the, the oh. back. So that to, they reused an asset, so it's actually Moana's cave. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, uh, just like Vancouver, you can see yeah. it in movies if you know what you look for. <laughs> Disney, all the studios, yeah. reuse their assets all the time. Like you go yeah. all the way back to the beginning of Pixar. Like there's that sequence uh, where Buzz Lightyear and Toy Story 2 is flying through the canyon right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah it's it's a bug's life. It's where yeah. the anthill is and yeah. uh, all sorts of things like that. Yeah, so that, that one was pretty cool, but yeah hopefully everyone checked them out i think these are, are such a great idea and such a, a little bit of fresh kind of give you something sometimes you kind of get to them and go, I, would, I like a little bit longer of that but yeah um i really enjoyed the, I, the the one i was just talking about i would mm. have liked to have been longer i felt like yeah. it ended too quickly i also could have spent a little more time with the, the barbarian uh yeah that was such a fun little one i, I don't <laughs> think it'll be particularly like standout but it was so yeah. much fun yeah there's a lot of nostalgia and stuff, I think, for us on that one. Um, okay, so we also had this week, we had Turn and Hooch, which was, this one was, ah, uh, oh, the dog heist. It was basically, um, you know, then kind of tracking it. It didn't quite feel quite such a movie ripoff, this episode. Though I kept, obviously they had this red herring the entire time through it. And I'm there literally going, a red herring. Literally a red herring. <laughs> and I'm there going, and I was convinced for a while that the diamonds were in it. I was convinced. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, "For how long ago? The diamonds are in there. The diamonds are in that. Are in that uh, squeaky toy." My dogs were going nuts for that squeaky uh, toy the course. entire time, just like looking at the screen, jumping around and stuff. So that was definitely distracting. Um, I enjoyed this episode. It, 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 this, I'm still not completely convinced of Josh Peck as the lead. Um, I could done without the the new love interest at the end. This is like really we're gonna do stretch uh, yeah. you're gonna stretch this out even more it's like this they're not really that appealing as it is <laughs> i mean I, I spent the last two weeks complaining about them doing the how does he not know she wants him to date uh yeah. to ask her out and now they're adding in the the new love interest into a love triangle <laughs> and it's like wow they you you you're digging in on this one, and I, I am not entirely fond of that. So uh, to, to go back to what I kind of foreshadowed to at the beginning of the show, um, when it popped on Wednesday, uh, I was looking at the list of releases and like, uh, do I really actually want to watch this? And I ended, ended up putting off Turner uh, until Friday and watched mm. it. I enjoyed the episode well enough, but... I don't know. The show's not really grabbing me that much. One thing I noticed, though, um, is they they do seem to be following a formula right now, mm -hmm. which is, um, he, you know, he brings the dog out and Hooch sniffs around and he does dog things. Yeah. And everyone just writes it off. Oh, he, he's yeah. falling asleep in the middle of the the yeah. road, or oh, he brought us back to right where we started. Well, this is useless. And then, of course, it turns out. No, the dog knew all along. You just didn't know how to interpret what the dog yeah. was saying. And they've done it in all three episodes so far. And I'm I'm hoping that they they don't follow that pattern or they try to break the pattern soon enough. The thing is for me, what really get me with this was right, so here you've got a guy who's only been looking after this dog for a week. And you're gonna have the entire squat team just follow the dog around. Completely out in the open. So if 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 you were trying to find this person that you're trying to hide, it's not subtle. It's not subtle in the slightest of them all. And I was just, it kind of was like, did I just, it's like, oh, and, and obviously it failed and then they were around. I'm like, that just was so bad. It was just like, really? It's like that. 
that was completely unrealistic to the point of like you know and then obviously oh well you got it wrong and all the rest of it you know give me your glasses kind of thing which i, I like that aspect of it but also just like the you know the cockiness of the bloke go and then taking the shine for everything it's like i know we're it's very a heel move in terms of wrestling the kind of you know he's being a bad guy that would be in a bit of a sleaze you know and it's automatically coming in and taking the praise so you instantly feel um you know sorry for josh peck and it's, it's a bit like no i don't feel sorry for you you're just you're you're, you're all klutzes just somehow so, managing to get some <laughs> so so two things about that first I will be highly disappointed if uh, Dude Bro Cop ends up being a bad guy at the end of the series. They, they, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope he is just yeah. um, a good guy who is a jerk <laughs> or, or incompetent. Yeah. But two, you know, th the incompetency is a big part of the plot at this point. Mm -hmm. And it's, this is one of those series where the main character turns out better than everyone else because everyone else is acting like an idiot. Yeah. You know, the, no matter, no matter what you think of um, the T squad, they should at least still be competent. You yeah, they they should still be professionals. Still have them be cocky. Still have them be arrogant and looking down on everybody else. You can do that just fine. But having them be like completely useless and still taking all the credit and like eh, it's a little too far. Yeah, I mean, just having them. Yeah, well, I I caught the I you know I brought in a helicopter. Like what? what i don't know it's it's a very, bit of a strange little series i mean we're three episodes in now and i'm like okay let's see where this goes it's like you know we've still got what eight uh nine episodes to go in the season so still quite a bit so we've got a lot of that going we had monsters Inc., uh sorry monsters at work and i didn't i don't i, I forgot to watch it that's uh, how bad i've got well, this series <laughs> so i didn't forget to watch it but when I was going through the Wednesday releases, it didn't click with me that Monsters at Work had come out on Wednesday. So I actually got to it on Friday when I was like, I'm missing something. Oh, yeah. right. Monsters. It, no, it completely fell off the radar for me. Um, that said, I did actually kind of like this episode a bit more than the other ones. And it, it didn't take itself quite as like seriously as the others, which is a weird thing to say about a comedy yeah. series. But um, the, the whole episode was about this vending machine uh, that was a member of the MIFT team. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the MIFT team is weird. We've established that. Yeah. Um, and and the, the team kind of having like issues on replacing it with like a modern soda machine, you know, like the kind of, the, yeah. you know, you push the buttons on the screen and it yeah. pours out what you want rather than the old school vending machine. And it, it actually had some good beats to it. Uh, it had some good comedy bits and there were some character moments involved. And there was a whole other story about Mike and, and Sully trying to find more money because they weren't turning in money and mm. Mike just doing all sorts of stupid stuff. And that one put me to sleep. But the myth storyline was actually pretty decent this week. Yeah, I, I just something about this series is just not clicking with me at all. I don't know what it is. I just can't. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just a strange one. I'm just I'm watching it. I'm like, I'm, I've watched you know all the previous episodes, and it's like the nostalgia of like, well, what are they doing next? Well, I can see what they're doing next, and it's not that interesting. It's like you know, Mike and Sully are running the factory badly. This just like I don't know. It, I don't know. This series just hasn't quite caught my attention, um, and it's not keeping my attention. I like the first episode or two, and then I would like if it was just a movie, that probably would have just been done and moved on, and that was kind of it, really. 
I think I think it's we talked about it last week or the week before, probably both weeks. Honestly, it the series doesn't really have seem to have an identity. It doesn't seem yeah. to know where it wants to go. It knows what the end point is because the end point is defined by the movie. Yeah, yeah. It, we we know the laugh floor will be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but in order for the main character to get to the laugh floor, we have to abandon the entire premise of the rest of the series, which is the mm-hmm. MIFT team. And it's like, you, you literally wrote yourself into a corner in the first episode. Where do we go from here? And, yeah. and I don't find myself particularly like, I want to see what happens next. I'll watch it. I, I do enjoy mm-hmm. bits and pieces of it, but that excitement of, I need to know what's going to happen. How do we get from this point to the ending of Monsters, Inc. Mm. with the flash forward? And it's like, hey, sure, whatever. I'm sure yeah. we'll get there eventually. We also had new episodes of Chippendale Park Life and the Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse. Um, I'm just trying to think. I have already seen the Chippendale one already. But for me, these are like series that I probably just will flip in and out of. They're not really something I'm going to, you know, suddenly go, oh, I'll watch them. It's like the same thing with the shorts. They don't pull me in the same way. I'm not. I'm not. You know. That's. You know. They're not something that's pulling me in. They're fun for a few minutes, but I'd much. I'm much. This just for me. Short circuit was is much more interesting because it's they're different stories. I think you know, like Mickey Mouse and Chippendale is like yeah okay we know we've been doing them for eighty plus years. They're fun, but, but that's that's kind of um, the thing really for that one. I mean, I enjoyed the Chippendale ones this week. Yeah. I think the the middle episode is kind of like I don't not. Is that not, the one where he brutally beats the one up with um, the stick and then drags him back and has got got the carcass in and Dale is completely shocked at what he's seeing because I yeah. thought that was I thought that no, one no. was so funny. So so the beginning of that episode is hilarious because <laughs> it, he's got like the raspberries and 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 it looks like a blood trail. Yeah. And, I agree with you. That <laughs> the first half of that was hilarious, and then it goes off on some random tangent about like the peacock or whatever it was. I'm like, yeah. what? I where is this coming from? <laughs> anywhere? And the peacock gets its head stuck in a grate. And like, yeah. now I agree. The first half, when it looks like he's murdered this mole, <laughs> is was fantastic. It's probably the highlight of the series so far. But then the rest of that was like, I, I don't. And then it was like. Like, does it chip waiting for a delivery from Amazon? That yeah, that was that was some <laughs> weird meta commentary or whatever. And they were just they were just sat there watching this iPad like why they get the like they keep charging the power up at night. But I love the fact that they sit there at night watching enough like a phone or something. Well, he's watching this little baby chipmunk video yeah. or whatever, and and. and Chip is over there, like forming a religion around these packages showing up. <laughs> and, and you point out, of course, the phone never gets charged. It, it never gets activated, but it's still able to connect to the internet, whatever. Um, where are all these people looking for their packages and like n- they're never noticing that they're not there? It's yeah, like, that, yeah, I mean, I yeah, know. okay. It, 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 yeah, we can't apply logic to yeah. it, but it, it was a fun episode. You can't, but also very much bringing it up to the now, isn't it? That's you know, yeah. you're watching that. It's, it's a modern, it's a modern one. So it's a lot of fun. I probably will check that one out um, next week when I see some new episodes. Um, we also got the finale on sort of shifting over to Friday because I think that was all the ones from Wednesday. We then had the mysterious Benedict finale. What did you think of that one? I really enjoyed it. I, I wish it had a bit more of a definitive end but i'm i'm also kind of hoping that it means there'll be a second season uh because i'm hoping the fact that they ended on a tease for this 
what means yeah. that a second season is coming. Well, there is three more books, so we know that right. you know we knew going in that there was a there was a four book series, and this is just based on the first book. So we knew that there was going to be potentially. I did like the fact they left it wide open. I thought the ending was a little bit like I would have. I was expecting a bit more of a confrontation. There wasn't really a. It certainly wasn't an action-packed one, but then you look back and you're, none of the characters are kind of move, uh, are very action-based anyway. Um, Except for the two women. Yeah. I mean, she comes in, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes, she took them out. No problem. Yeah. And you know, I, I think that whole thing, like with the, like then all the 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 volleyball, the tether tetherball kids all coming in to help him out, and all the rest of it. I thought that was kind of fun to see. Like obviously, she had made that connection with Kate, which was kind of fun. The only thing, the only issue I had was when Kate was going up the up the tower. The special effects team, I don't know what they were doing. It, it looked like they were made it. It was done on a green screen in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I made the same connection the, the special <laughs> effects of going up the tower both kate and um constance actually yeah. looked looked atrocious i'm i'm just assuming they ran out of budget at that yeah. point they, they had to focus on other things because they had some decent effects up to that yeah. point they had the submarine they had the yeah. the dirigible uh mm -hmm. which crashed in the fog that was actually pretty yeah. entertaining and uh yeah they, i don't know what happened with that but i budget covid something i don't mm -hmm. know they it was definitely a noticeable <laughs> drop down. It was just like, up we go. <laughs> I mean, I could see an argument that it was intentional. Like it, it's supposed to be, you know, there's a certain nostalgia factor to this. There's yeah. a certain like yeah. timeless timiness to it. Like it did it take place in the 50s, 60s, 70s, something like that. And, and it could be an intentional throwback to it, but it, yeah. it's definitely jarring one yeah. way or another. Um, the whole thing as well of obviously them trying to do jokes on Dr. Curtin and it's just he's like that doesn't work on me you know you, you, and I was like that's a bit of a stretch your entire thing is to jump into a room and tell jokes in the hope that he's got epilepsy like, um, and they were pretty bad jokes so they weren't them yeah that's that's kind of the thing if you're going to have a character cracking up and, and just losing it over a joke the joke kind of has to be funny yeah I mean Admittedly, the the joke that got him in the end would would have elicited to be like a huh that's kind of clever yeah. like but his reaction to it was like that's that's a bit excessive yeah but now I thought overall I really enjoyed this series this was such a breath of fresh air wasn't expecting it didn't know what to expect from it at all came in blind loved the characters loved the the effects of it the how it looks the aesthetics. You know the overall feel of the show, and it's just like yeah, this is such a such a fun little show. Hope more people check it out. Um, I feel like it was maybe a bit under. It's always this kind of weird thing with Disney of, you know, they're so so focused on the Marvel and the Star Wars side and trying to get eyes on these Disney shows. Um, is just always because you know again, capturing to everyone moans about everything being reboots and based on franchises, and it shows because people want to get excited over the franchises and they don't try well, out the new stuff. And it's not just that, obviously the numbers are supporting that it's the franchises yeah. because this past week, we also had the announcement that mighty ducks was going to get a second yeah. season, uh, dead silence on uh, big shot and yeah. uh, the Benedict society really hoping to see uh, season two for both of those mm. uh, mighty ducks. Like I'll watch it when season two, but I wasn't exactly like, yes, we need, we need season two to find out what's going to happen next. Um, but 
Mighty Ducks is the franchise. It had three yeah. movies. It is very fondly remembered by people in our generation. Mm-hmm. And it is the one that is going on to season two. And at the moment, neither Big Shot nor the Benedict Society have confirmation of a second season. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's that's a data point by itself mm-hmm. right there. Um, yeah. Guys, watch it. Benedict Society yeah. is great. I'm probably going to check out the books, honestly. And yeah. I might check those out. Yeah, so that was pretty good. We also had um, here in the UK and around the world, we had a new episode of Love, Victor. So this was what, episode seven? Episode eight. So this was basically the effect, the after effects of Victor and Benji getting caught in the bed by his mum. And I thought it was kind of interesting with this one. They kind of flipped a little bit along the lines of like Victor kind of going, yeah, well, it would have been creepy, like or awkward no matter who was in bed with him. And it was like, well, actually, yes, you know, that was obviously a key thing, but very much like sending off Benji's and Victor's relationship way off. Like, you know, they're not on the same page. They're not together. Um, It's not, something's not clicking with them. Um, I love the fact that the brother just accepted them just like that, you know, and and the dad being there for support and stuff. And they, and also that whole aspect of, the mum really struggling with her belief in not the not in God and religion, but just in the church and that particular, um, well, that, yeah, and like the, him, him, you know, the you know, like saying stuff to his to her son, and I thought that was good because I really like that aspect of like not just playing. She's not giving up religion, you know, and they didn't. I like the fact that they didn't. She didn't just give up everything that she that she's that she you know believes in it's just she realized that he's not right and i i thought that was very well done yeah and it's it's one of those tough points because for a lot of people when the religious belief that you've grown up with since you were a child gets challenged by something uh like your child coming out as gay and mm. uh some people go in one direction some people go no that i have to to stay true to the church mm-hmm. you know that I, I have to to follow these teachings and they would reject their kid or as the mom did go uh no I, you're trying to tell me that my my kid is bad no that i've had this kid for however many years 16 17 years and you can't just arbitrarily tell me that yeah no, i thought i thought that was good the hoke i mean the hope i the side plot with Maya and her dad, I was not quite so keen on that. It was a bit like, I'm really struggling to kind of, her character is just a bit whiny. <laughs> it's just kind of, it's a bit difficult to kind of, like, you're not really bringing anything to this. You're just whining a lot in this episode. I did kind of like the angle on it where she was like, yeah, I'll, I'll just say I'm okay with it because I know my dad's going to do it regardless. He and he did. Um, and that annoyed me a bit though but i I did like that angle where she's just like i know my dad well enough that arguing isn't going to do anything he's going to do it and it would just make us angry at each other yeah um and then she has the heart-to-heart talk with him it's like and and you think he's going to do the right thing and be like oh no i have to decide and then he doesn't and it's just like oh this is an annoying uh yeah yeah gives him somewhere to go in season three (laughs) I mean, season three, the question, of course, at the moment will be, will Victor and Benji be together at the beginning of season three, or are we going to continue to have fallout? Now, there's two episodes left here. Um, Obviously, if you've been watching it on Hulu, you've probably already finished it. Yeah. But uh, we'll find out in in two weeks where we leave off for season three. Yeah. I'm really just really, I also, you know, the whole thing with um, 
sort of Victor's sister and Felix as well. You know, that whole kind of, I mean, that's been like brewing since like the first season of her kind of liking him and kind of coming to the thing of her making a move on him and him just being completely just like, huh, what? <laughs> deer in the headlights. I, you know, did, you know, he's obviously, you know, I mean, the whole thing with uh, Lake, he, you know, he's just been bumbling along, like not really. And now I like that because he was like, you know, she ran off obviously upset. But he's there like, uh, what? I, I... <laughs> you know, they obviously, they like each other, but he doesn't look at her in the same way. But we don't know that yet. He probably yeah, and the, the real problem, of course, is that she did it, like, literally right after he broke up with his yeah. other girl. Uh, obviously, they're teenagers. They don't know yeah. what they're doing. But, yeah, let him recover a little bit before dropping a bomb on him. <laughs> but no i like that i mean they obviously they've been teasing this one for a while and and it's hard because you know lake is not like lake is a, an a unlikable character herself you know it's not like you know she, okay so the thing with him with his mum you still look at he's she still was coming from a good place she wasn't you know she wasn't like you know she's not been nasty to him i mean she was pretty not great with him in the first season but generally you know, she's been, you know, nice, you know, there's nothing there, you kind of go, oh, she's a, you know, they deserve to break up, you know, but who knows where they're going with this one. Um, obviously the whole idea of him now having a, a love triangle. <laughs> More love triangles. I mean, yeah. to be fair, love triangles are a staple of the genre, but yeah, but yeah, no, I, I not having the background of season one, I only have their relationship from uh, season two and, and so on. And it's like, yeah, uh, she made a mistake, but she made the mistake um, out of a position of love, out of wanting to help, that doesn't make it right. But mm. like, I don't see her in a bad light at all. Now, if I'd seen all of season one, that might be different. But... Yeah, well, the only th the only thing really was season one was she liked him, but she was um, terrified of what everyone would think of him, and kind of kept their relationship secret. And you know, was they were like she was hiding hiding him from everybody. Eventually, eventually, she did the whole kind of prom thing and stood in front of everyone and declared her love for him. <laughs> that, that was kind of it. But that was pretty much the whole thing of her being a little bit like, you know, embarrassed by liking him and being with him. He yeah. is a little weird. I yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but other than that, so that, so that was definitely a good one. Uh, we also had a new episode of Star Wars The Bad Batch. Uh, what did you think of this episode? It was a pretty good episode. I'd say it's one of the better episodes of the series. Now it's it's still not necessarily a great episode, but we got a lot of the plot moving along. Uh, there's some good action sequences. Everything's kind of wrapping up. We'll get the the fine the finale next episode uh, with the a you know, little bit of a cliffhanger here at the end of this one. One thing I liked about this one, this was like oh right, so this is how you got rid of Camino. This is this is how you got rid of it, so we never hear from it for the rest of the Star Wars universe. Because it was always that kind of weird thing. It's like, you know, we never saw it ever again. You know, after after the clone movies, we never saw it again. So I, you know, that's it. Then gone now. Um, and this whole thing of them like shifting over from clones to troopers, it, I still feel like they've like hit the speed, the fast button. It still feels like they're going too fast on it. Um, I know what they were trying to do. We need to be like. Surely the Empire would have been happy having them around, or at least shifted them off to be doing something and keep the human or the the normal troops away. I don't know. It just feels like like where did they get this sudden army from? If they got these millions of troops, and then oh, we don't need them anymore. <laughs> and I mean, we've already established they all have their chips in their head. You, you can, yeah. they're they're practically droids themselves at this point. Yeah. You, you have full control. Why would you be so quick to toss them out? I mean, obviously. You, 
from the point of view of the empire, you need to, this is ours. That was the Republic and the yeah. stormtroopers are ours, but yeah, it, it is happening exceptionally fast. And I, it, it's one of those things where you get this feeling occasionally where Disney with the star Wars, they, they want to get to the end result without having to go through the journey on the way. I mean, this was, one of the big problems of the sequel movies. It was one of the big problems of like the resistance series and it's kind of cropping up here as well. The trouble is as well is like, it feels like rebels, clone wars and uh, bad batch. It's all trying to fix the continuity problems between the trilogy, the three trilogies. That's all it feels like they're all about just trying to fill in the gaps because there was, I mean, we. I mean, we. I mean, I said this when you know all the three movies originally came out, the prequel trilogy. You leave that episode three, and it's like so much to change between then and episode four because you know Lucas chose every ship had to look different, everything, and it was too much jarring. I mean, it wasn't like you know, okay, suddenly now, oh, now it's the Empire and that's it. But and they literally had to spend the, all these episodes just trying to fill in what happened in between yeah and then you had the the transition with rebels as well where you you're still in a point where you can still look back and see the legacy of the clone wars in rebels even though it's very close to a new hope in the timeline and you know it ends up being like it took a while to get to this point which makes sense uh, and now with Bad Batch, it's like, nope, it's happening right away. Everything's going away. Um, it's also worth pointing out both Rogue One and Solo were in the same boat where you could make an argument that both of those movies exist almost entirely to fix plot points in A New Hope. Yeah. And it, yeah, it just goes back to the idea of, the, of him being that first tr prequel trilogy being too far removed from the original movies. You know, you know the effect, you know, you know it wasn't as if like, it was almost like a decision that they made of they didn't want the Republic to look like the Empire, but it would have made so much more sense had the Republic had, you know, obviously maybe the troops look a little bit different, but had some kind of X, you know, you know, X wings or Tie Fighters or something to kind of indicate because they never even did that. I mean, it was like even like oh, we've got all these rusted out X wings to, to use for the Rebellion. It would have been nice had the prequels had X-Wings or some, somebody had them, then that was kind of the start of it. But they obviously wanted to have all new ships for new new toys. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, obviously. That's that's the real driver, yeah. of course. But even there were even a couple episodes of Rebels where they're like, we found this abandoned factory with a whole bunch of Y-Wings in it. And that was the plot yeah. for like two episodes was them trying to steal these Y-Wings. Now, they, they did have the precursor to the Y-Wing in the movies. Mm. Um, yeah. uh, uh, but not the X-Wings and... and I, some of the Jedi ship in the in the final one looked almost Tie Fighter ish, yeah. but not yeah. quite. So you could make an argument there, but yeah, for the most part, it's like we have to go from that like very distinctive seventies style mm. of the original trilogy to the futurish futuristic um, spit and polish, like everything mm. shiny of the Clone Wars. But you're going in the other direction, and you got to explain it and. It's one yeah. of the things I like about the the first order, um, what they've and also the re, the rebellion sort of for the resistance is that they they just have newer versions of those ships. They they we gave them a remodel and repainted them. Now I'll be honest, as someone that plays the Star Wars X Wing 
a tabletop game. This is why I know so much about the ships because we're always got the ships out, and you know, and you can, you know, and he's, you know, all the Galactic Empire ones all have that same kind of look and the same color, and and it's just very noticeable. That, so I pay a lot more attention to that. Than I <laughs> Yeah, whether you're coming from the tabletop game or you're coming from playing yeah. like X-Wing and TIE Fighter yeah. from back in the day, the old PC games and that legacy. Yeah, the, the, there is a very distinct style that both sides have. Uh, and yeah, it it's not quite there in either Clone Wars or Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. And Resistance just, uh, that was off the wall. They, yeah. they managed to screw that one up royally. So Yeah, I did just, I have just got the, the Star Wars Bad Batch Lego set, the the ship. Oh yeah, so I'm literally building that right now. Is I'm, I'm like a third of the way through it. Um, so that will be appearing here at some point in the future when I get it finally done. Um, and especially now, I'm like, that's oh, cool. It definitely. Um, it, and hopefully, they don't do what they did with this one over here with the with the, <laughs> um, with with uh, the Razor Quest. <laughs> they destroyed it, but. Um, yeah, that one did not go down so well with the people that did the Haslabs. You know, even spending three, four hundred pounds on a on a new special vintage collection figure, and then the, the, the week after it's been announced and you've paid it, they then blow the ship up. <laughs> a well, lot of people go, "Can I have my money back, please?" <laughs> I, I saw plenty of jokes of people um, talking about how the the Razor Crest uh, came pre-assembled after yes. that episode aired. Uh, so your Lego, yeah. you just. Dump it out of the bag and it's good to go. Yeah, there's, well, there's been some great stuff coming out on that one. Okay, so I think I think that's all the all of the originals this week, isn't it? If we forgot something, I'm going to be honest. I have been totally binge watching uh, through the Walking Dead because I'm trying to see if I can get through to the. I'm I'm literally halfway through season nine now because um, we got season ten coming up in a couple of weeks here in the UK um, and. Yeah, I'm just like, can I get as far as I can before I start what? Because uh, before I start watching season eleven, because while I should wait, I can't. <laughs> so I, go, I have to watch it. So I'm at least at a point now where I feel like if I watch it, I've watched nine and a half seasons. So I'm a, a by that last season. So I'm trying to speed through this weekend before um, uh, next week. But yeah, so I've just been I'll be, I've been watching it. We also I've been watching some movies. We've got tomorrow. We've got uh, an episode with our review of Mrs. Doubtfire with me and Jeremy. And then next week we've got, um, I think it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit and then X-Men Apocalypse. So I've watched those three movies this week for our movie reviews. So I've, I've been, I have been watching stuff. I've been watching plenty of bits and pieces. Um, but yeah, just so much. And there's obviously again, you know, the star stuff. I did realize I forgot to watch the, the episode of Grownish yesterday because I'm just trying to plow through Walking Dead. <laughs> That's a, I'm like, I'll oh, leave for that one. Um, but yeah, it's 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 certainly a lot of stuff. We are really seeing a lot of bits and pieces dropping now onto Disney Plus. They does start feeling now that we are really shifting away from that Friday to Wednesday. You know, the release schedule for September is like, okay, they're really heavily. Which in some ways is working a little bit better because I was like, it's actually giving us a few nights to like watch everything because there's, there's a lot of stuff. Trying to watch them all in one day was is actually getting to the point where it was impossible. I, especially I need, for you. I need to remember that stuff coming out on Friday. Honestly, even the stuff that's coming out on Wednesday, I'm normally ending it and seeing it on Friday. Uh, mm. I cut out some time to watch Love Victor on Thursday, yeah. but that was also because yeah. it was on Hulu, so I already already had those. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I mean, like both. Turner and Hooch and um, Monsters Monsters at Work 
ended up being on Friday anyway. Yeah. For me. Well, I think they, they are some of the things that they're doing with some of the Friday releases that they've got set up so far seem to be very much like the movies and the shorts seem to be sliding onto the Fridays and the specials like the Billie Eilish. It seems like they're going to maybe do the specials on the week and the movies and stuff on the Fridays and then kind of keep, I think they still need to spread. I like spread these series out a little bit, you know, like Doogie could have been on a Friday. That would have helped. You know, I do think like, you know, they need to spread them out a little bit. Um, don't front end like Wednesdays with too many shows. You know, I think that, because I mean, like I said, in two weeks time here in the UK, we got Walking Dead Mondays, only murderers in the buildings on Tuesdays. Then we got Wednesdays and then we're going to have Fridays. So, you know, spread them out. Give, give the days, give them all, a, you know, go to one a day. You know, you know, if you've got five sh series, spread them out. You know, sh share some love around a bit um, rather than something them all on one day. Um, but there we go. So that is um, all of this week's um, news. Thank you very much to everyone for um, watching and listening. And again, a huge thank you to all of our Patreon and YouTube subscribers. And thank you so much for your support. It really makes a massive difference with us paying the bills. So I'll be doing a live Q&A tomorrow uh tomorrow evening and also like i said we've got mrs doubtfighter you have already got early access to that one if you are a member or a youtube channel member and on that thank you very much for joining us we'll be back next week with um another episode hopefully um with us you know we've been i've been playing around a little bit with the settings and stuff and seeing how this comes across to try a new way of doing it so i it'll just have to see how that all goes and how it comes back but on that note guys thank you very much for joining us we'll see you guys soon Laters. later